When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR to sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. Rudo, Jesse, Megan here to answer some listener questions today. Uh, I've been told behind the scenes that Megan has a very serious Christmas question for us as well. So that's right. Uh, should I we actually, start I with that? I heard that, that she was just going to host the entire show with a oh, line my. of Christmas questions she has pre-prepared, I think is what I heard. So, <laughs> Megan, take away the entire show. Go ahead. Sure. My Wi-Fi is a little spotty, though, so just a heads up. <laughs> anything could happen, really. I would have given anything for you to, like, freeze and drop out right there. Oh, that would have been perfect. I will go through a bunch of questions. We got a bunch from listeners today. Obviously, you see the one in the title. Uh, we'll get to that one. I want to have this conversation, but I want to do our best about not being pedantic about what the word bust means. Wow, great word. Great word. <laughs> Is it too early to consider Martin Cout a first-round bust? I think Megan knows my answer on this, so I'll let her go ahead first. It's it actually reminds me of the Tyson jokes conversation because of when he was drafted, what that translates to at the NHL level. Like I think there is still an NHL career for Martin Kaut, but does it translate to being a first round draft pick? Is where I would say at this point, probably not. And because he's had five pro years now under his belt, that's why I think we're able to have this conversation now, even though he is so young at 23, that would be the only sort of counter to why it could be premature. But even still, he has had a lot of pro experience under his belt at this point, and it just hasn't clicked fully. But we see players like T.H. Thompson take off at later stages in their career that I would feel like a terrible person calling anyone a bust, but... I think we are perfectly within our right to begin having that conversation. And the stipulation I would have is that that first round qualifier definitely adds disappointment to what Martin Kaut has turned out to be so far. But I I still don't think this is someone who's doomed to the AHL for the entirety of his career. I honestly don't know, though, if I'm Martin Kaut, if I'm looking at alternative options outside of the NHL back in Europe at the end of this all too just because of how unconventional this path to the NHL has been. But a lot of talent still in this player that I would feel I unfairly write off to if I I don't mention that there's skill upside that's still there. So here's my thing on this. And Rudo, I don't know if you remember, but this is one of the things AJ and I got into like a screaming match over last year, not on a show, but just, I think it was actually during a game uh, at the bar. Uh, Cause kind of like what Megan said, like, I think there's qualifiers. And so like, for me, I, I am comfortable saying Martin cow first round bust. Yeah. Like, like I, for me, in my opinion, that's pretty clear. We're five years into this and the dude hasn't stuck in the NHL despite, I mean, what are we on now? Like his seventh, eighth stint, uh, you know, being called up to the NHL and he, he cannot stick for a first round pick. Yes, that's a first-round bust. To Megan's point, I'm not going to say this guy's a total bust of a prospect. He he very easily could still carve out an NHL career using the same example of Tyson Jost. Like, 
Tyson Jost, maybe a first round bust, but like that dude's going to have a 15 to 20 year NHL career. You know what I mean? Like he will, he will surf NHL bottom sixes, middle sixes forever. Um, and, and like the, the argument that AJ and I got into last year was over Eric Johnson. Is he a number one overall bust? I said as a number one overall, yes, because it's, you know, when you look back on it now, there's easily three or at least four guys that you would take ahead of him. So as a first overall, yes, but as a first round player, as an NHL player, no, Eric Johnson was not a bust. He's had a very good NHL career. He's now a Stanley Cup champion. But if you had to redo that draft 10 out of 10 times, he would not go one overall. And for me, right now, we are in that conversation with Martin Kaut. After five years, if you redid that draft, as the NHL has shown twice this season, there's not a single of the 32 NHL teams that would take that dude in the first round. I think that's the important counter to people who think about the stylistic misfit conversation because there are 31 other teams who didn't feel that way twice in this season. Mm -hmm. And it's hard not to consider what, how revealing that is. So here's the thing. If Martin Kaut retired tomorrow, he's absolutely a bust. There's no (laughs) doubt about it. Uh, Right now you can call him a bust for sure. Just as uh, not saying Martin Kaut is this good, but Val Nachushkin in Dallas was absolutely a bust. And there's not mm-hmm. a single person that would call him a bust today. Right. Well, so, and Val, Val is almost even a different one because I, I, I... Sorry, there's some very loud what I'm hoping is snow removal going on outside my house. Or I may just like my house just may crumble around me. Right now, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Val Nachushkin's like an interesting one because like, I, I don't know. Do you still consider him like a bust for his draft. But then like when he comes back, it's like, Oh, this is almost a different guy. No, I I think he's not a bust that you look at Dallas and go, how did you get this, this wrong? Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe that's that, that is correct. That's the right way to, to look at that. But yeah, I mean, it's as of right now, I I guess, I don't know how you don't look at it and say that Martin cow, that that's not a first round player. Now, again, if in three years he has the same kind of turnaround that Val Nachushkin did, that changes the conversation. But right now, after five years, five and a half years, um, for me, I just look at it and say, I, I don't know how you don't say that Martin Kaut was a was a pretty clear miss in the first round. Yeah, in the I, first round is the most important part of that sense. I want to make just sure. Just go it. look at the rest of that draft, and it's it's easy to see that he has not lived up to the caliber of the rest yeah. of it, other than. Was that Shane Bowers' year? <laughs> uh, it might have been. Because <laughs> he's about the only other one that's uh, that's struggled for as yeah, far as Av's yeah. first-round picks of late. Yeah. Like, even Tyson Jost has had significantly more success than those two. And, and again, I just do want to reiterate, I'm not saying that Martin Kautz a, a bust of a prospect. I, I think you could still turn out a half-decent bottom-six player out of that guy, whether it be with the Avs or elsewhere. But for where he was picked... Um, it's unfortunate that he has to fight through that label of, you know, top 20 pick, but such is life. Indeed. There's no going backwards, only going forwards as we go on to our next question. I'm going to ask this, but just so we're clear, there is one right answer. And if you choose the other one, you are a psychopath. Uh, do you get dressed Sock, sock, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Sock, sock. I have to think about this. I, I've never... <laughs> I, I feel like you shouldn't have to. I feel yeah, like the answer should be pretty clear cut. I haven't really paid attention to how I put my shoes on. But, like... So, you, Do you don't have remember a shoe if on you... and one bare foot? Right, that's what I was just going to ask. <laughs> You're not sure if you've ever had full shoe... And then just a naked foot on the other side. I probably have. I've probably alternated. Megan, that's the wrong answer. (laughs) I think I do do sock sock, but I really don't know. 
I want you to pay attention. I'm no one leave their house today. So that's like that. Next time you are getting ready, we are going to check back in with this. I know you're off tomorrow. Actually, Monday when you and I are in Arizona doing the at the ring pod, this is how we're starting the show. <laughs> I need you to pay attention over this weekend to verify that you're a sock sock person. If you're sock shoe sock shoe I don't know. We may have to get Brandon on the phone and reconfigure <laughs> yeah, some no. of this. No normal person does sock shoe sock shoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the truth. I'm I'm a little worried that Megan knows she's sock shoe sock shoe, and in her, and in her head she's having this like mini freak out. Like, <laughs> oh, they no, sounded funny I at first, I but now I think they're being serious. Sock sock, but I don't think anyone will believe me because I hesitated. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're one step away from asking you if you can tie your shoes at this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Bolding was saying he was going to sell my ankle picks on OnlyFeet. So, because I, yeah. I was going to say, post a video of you doing it sock, sock, shoe, <laughs> shoe. But I feel like at that point, you're crossing into oh, a completely free? different realm. Yeah. <laughs> I just put that on Twitter? You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Okay. Be in let's control please of your own content. Get out of this conversation as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> Uh, I, I, that was a good time, Megan. What, what question did you have for us? I wanted to know who's getting coal in their stocking this year, NHL related. It could be a team player coach. It could even be outside of players, coaches. It could be NHL. Yeah. I wanted to night. spray from Bennington too. I feel like that's kind of a collective. <laughs> We're all going to say Bennington. So someone other than that. Matt Kachuk after last night, <laughs> trying to chase uh, down whoever that was on New Jersey. I was going to say Jacob year, Truba. Right? Oh yeah, good answer. Yeah, big that's old a, lump of coal. That's a difficult but true answer. I feel like he's a terrific human off ice, but what is Who, he Jacob doing? Truba? Yeah, but what is he doing? Yeah, I was just say just elbows all the time. I, I've also heard he's a really good dude, but yeah, I was say I don't know. Keep your arms pinned once. I just feel like everyone he's really made some enemies in the last year. Those yeah. are good answers. Evander Kane, I, I don't know, it feels mean, it feels harsh to be mean to Evander Kane right now. That dude literally almost like bled out in the locker room like a month ago getting his wrist slashed. Yeah. No, I'm getting cold. <laughs> he can still get it, yeah. <laughs> The coal. He can still have the coal. I think um, Jack Edwards for his comments about Ooh, that. Good Ooh, that's a great one, too. Yeah. Jack Edwards. And Charlie yeah. McAvoy for hurting Arturi Lekkanen. <laughs> <laughs> um, the hockey gods any... can get coal this year. Bro. What? Yeah, honestly, these injuries. Hockey injury Jesus is just like <laughs> doling them out this year. Uh, what cost? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably my list so far. Yeah, Jack Edwards is a good one. Say Truba, and then who's the first one that we said? Oh yeah, Jordan Matt, Bennington. But like, yeah, duh. Bennington, Matt, Matt Kachuk. Kachuk. Yeah. strong contender there. <laughs> Ooh, and yes, Hockey Canada, great contribution. Oh yeah, oh, oh, in, yeah. In everyone in Hockey Canada. Hockey Canada, just Valid. it's the. Uh, right. Yeah, it's it's the mean girls, him going into the classroom and handing out coal to every or you know, in the movie it's candy canes, but just take that, drop it in the hockey Canada front offices, and it's just coal for everyone. Coal for everyone. Great, uh, great question. Okay. Next up, we may have answered this before, I don't remember, but biggest starstruck moment since joining media slash DNVR. Ooh, this is a great question. Ooh, I have to really think about this. I got my COVID shot sitting next to Wayne Gretzky in Edmonton last year, or my COVID test. He was not happy with how long it was taking for the results to come back. <laughs> um, Crazy. Yeah, that was a weird one. It was this like crummy little, it's not a CVS. It's whatever the Canadian version of CVS is. And I walk around the corner and there's Rick Tockett. Biz and 
the great one just fucking sitting there waiting to get COVID tests. Even even Wayne Gretzky, no preferential treatment in Edmonton to get a COVID test at that. Um, I don't know. Do either of you guys have an answer on this one? Uh, answer. No, yeah, mine are kind of basic. It's been any older player like Joe Sackick now, Adam Foote now. Even someone like Peter Budai was cool to meet. So I don't have a cool answer. Rudo? Um, it was very cool. So for people who don't know, Eric Johnson remembers everybody's name. Yeah, he's dude. And he will always call you by your name. So it was super cool when he remembered who I was and I was like, oh, cool. You, <laughs> Nathan, which right. no one calls me Nathan, but yeah. <laughs> it was still dope that EJ was yeah. my name. No, for sure. Uh, Megan and I were just talking about that uh, a couple nights ago because Joe's really good about that too. Uh, Sackick, Joe Sack is really good about making sure to everyone's name and how are you doing and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, it's always nice when they <clears throat> remember you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've been very lucky. I've, I've had some cool ones here in just the last six to eight months. Um, honestly, so someone put in the chat, like getting to be on the ice for the cup celebration was uh, awesome. But like, as far as like a star struck moment, I'll be fully honest. This isn't a hockey person, but it was during the Stanley cup final. Charles Barkley <laughs> was there with TNT for the final. Um, and I guess TNT wasn't doing the final, but they had their own content stuff going. Um, and he was just a really interesting one because there was one night we were in Tampa. Uh, I was with, uh, JJ Jerez from, uh, mile high sports and we were at this bar and it was just, it was filled with, I mean, uh, um, I believe Wayne Gretzky was in there. Uh, a bunch of those guys that I just listed a minute ago, a ton of, you know, hall of famers, um, the ESPN uh, broadcast team, Mark Messier, uh, all that stuff. A bunch of the TSN Sportsnet guys, Elliot Friedman, Chris Johnston, uh, Jackie Redman. And Charles Barkley walked in and everyone, everyone, like even Mark Messier was like beating a line trying to get over to talk to Charles Barkley. And it was just so interesting to see like he has a different level of celebrity status than like your average person, even your average celebrity. So he was one that like, I, I didn't muster the nerve to go over and say anything to him. When celebs want to hang out with the celeb. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that dude's pretty cool. So like that, that was honestly probably like the, the one moment that I can think of from the last, yeah. From my experience in this, where it was like, that's a guy who caught everybody's attention kind of thing. All right. On that note, if you're looking to get some attention, I, I don't know how that transition works. Uh, Foco, you can go get all of your uh, sports hockey merch or, you know, if you want Broncos merch for some reason, you can get that too. Uh, any any sports team merch, really, uh, they have you covered at Foco.com, particularly with things like bobbleheads and collectibles. They have tons of that stuff, so be sure to go check out. You can almost see one of AJ or uh, Jesse's bobbleheads back there on the side. Oh, yeah, right there. Yep, so they got tons of those. They don't have the cup ones anymore. I'm pretty sure all those are sold out, but you can go get a bunch. Last I looked, I think there was still like Taves or something like that, but now they're being sold close to Christmas. I don't know if that's still there. A lot of them them are gone, but uh, you can go check them out at foco.com. Use code DNVR to get 10% off your purchase. They have a bunch of cool stuff too, like Crocs and apparel that people like i don't know i'm not a fashion person i don't know what like clothes are cool so you have to ask someone else on that one but foco.com has you covered uh also brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook the number one rated sportsbook app out there get on over to that place and place your bets uh when you bet five dollars on any nhl game with a new account in the dnvr code if you get it right you get 150 dollars in free bets so that's a ton of money to play around with and have some fun on a DraftKings. You can bet on whatever you want. Hockey, football. I, you know, is the is the Lumberjack games still a thing? Like the Ooh. outdoor games like they used to have on OLN? I hope it is. And I hope that you can bet Yeah, on I was going to say, I don't know. 
I can't say that I know for sure. But if it is a thing, you can definitely bet on it at DraftKings. So jump on it. Go check it out. Go figure out all the crazy stuff you can bet on with DraftKings. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details or download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Uh, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second just- period. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Dude, I always cut you off before you can transition into the next period, and I'm so sorry. It's the I'm the best worst. way. But what I was going to say, not starstruck, but the most intimidating person that I think still to this day to ask questions to is uh, Gary Bettman. I believe it. He He's he's very good at answering questions. Like, whether you like the answers. Sure. Like, he doesn't get flustered. And he will not hesitate to like fire back at you or like cut you off if he doesn't like your question and be like challenging on it. Uh, and he roasted me for saying it was cold in Finland before the press conference officially got started. <laughs> uh, well, sometimes you got to take the L. <laughs> uh, chat's already popping off about it so let's just get to the main topic of the day ov or crosby which career would you rather have granted neither of them are over yet so yeah this is a hard one because megan do you have an answer like do you have a a pick right off the top i do but it's because i'm not that worried about planting a flag on either side because I don't think there's a wrong answer, but maybe yeah. people passionately do feel there's a wrong answer. But for me, it would be Sidney Crosby and it's the team element of the things he's achieved in his career that I think the connections you build in hockey are so lifelong memories, that type of thing. When you have three Stanley cups, two Olympic golds, like that's with team for country. I just think that would mean a lot to me as a person to win these things as a team with people and also i know the concussion thing comes up but of being able to overcome that and then achieve the success that crosby has also would be worthwhile to me so i think that is why i would lean towards crosby um i think that's a great answer so here's something i'll say that will be mildly controversial I think Sidney Crosby is the best hockey player that's ever owned a pair of hockey skates. For my money, there is no one that has ever been a better complete hockey player than Sidney Crosby. And I'm including Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCart. Now those guys are still young in their career, but I just watching prime Sidney Crosby. I've never ever seen someone that can, that played with the speed, the skill and the smarts that he did given the way that the game is played now. Um, so that's the first part of this. I think Sidney Crosby is the best hockey player of all time. As of right now, December 22nd, 2022. However, if you fast forward two years and you're talking about Alex Ovechkin potentially breaking one of Wayne Gretzky, what was once considered to be an untouchable Wayne Gretzky record and becoming the no questions asked it's now in the history books greatest goal scorer in the history of the game and owning like like as great as Sidney Crosby is he won't ever own one of those ridiculous Gretzky records like he'll, he'll never pass that the fact that Ovechkin has a chance to and that he's got a cup now I don't know if this makes this 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 is honestly I think a great question because over or excuse me Crosby to your point Megan he's won everything he's got multiple Stanley Cups world championships Gold Olympic gold medals. Uh, I think he has major junior championships, MVPs, double IHF. He's a triple gold uh, club winner. He won the World Cup of Hockey. Like he's done everything. His career has been incredible, unbelievable. But I do think at the end of the day, there will be something to be said that if Ovi can actually do it, I'm with you on the team success thing. And that's why I think it's so important that he has a cup. But to own an all time record like most goals and not something that is constantly changing every two years. Like he'll, he'll broken a standing record, a record that people thought would stand forever. Um, that I, that I think really is a, that that's a true Testament that only one player can have. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd take Ovi to be honest with you. Not that 
Sip's yeah. career isn't great. Not that Ovi doesn't have the Stanley Cups, but I've always, like, Ovi won it once. I've always been someone who struggles with the idea of multiple wins, probably because I'm just not that competitive of a person. <laughs> but Ovi has reached the mountaintop, as you said. Mm-hmm. While Sid might be the greatest player ever all around, he doesn't have a skill to the level that Alex Ovechkin has goal yeah. scoring. Uh, it's interesting too, because they're both captains and they both go about their captaining quite differently. Mm-hmm. I, I do think Ovi is a lot more of a lead by example type than he mm-hmm. is a vocal leader necessarily. Um, but yeah, for me, I don't know. Give me the career of the dude who stands in the spot and does the thing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just because seriously, I mean, again, uh, this isn't taking a single thing away from Sidney Crosby's unbelievable career accolade-wise, but like there are several guys who have three cups. The The Triple Gold Club, while, while it's an exclusive club, like there are a lot of guys in it, um, you know, lots of guys with multiple MVPs, things like that. If Ovechkin breaks the record, and is the all-time leading goal scorer in the NHL. That is a one-of-one title. Yep. There's he is the only person that will hold that title. Uh, and, and and so I I actually, despite everything I said about Crosby, I actually think I'm with you, Rudo. Um, because he's done the team thing, he's gotten there, he's gotten to the summit. Um I, yeah, it'd, it'd be really hard for me to not take the guy who smashes the record for the record the question is whose career would you rather have not which one is better yeah right 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 because i i think it's probably a tough sell to say ovi's career is better even with the yeah all-time goals title that he will likely track down but i would choose ovi's career anyway so yeah no i i think i'm with you rudo but I, i mean like Oh no, I have to be a top 10 player of all time and Hall of Famer, no matter how you look at like there is no list that you could put together that doesn't have both of these guys in the top 10. Yeah, for sure. Like like I think Crosby's one, but like even if you hate Sidney Crosby, there's no way prime Sidney Crosby is any lower than what fifth? I don't know how you put him lower than third, right, no matter right. what. Like right. really, really top two, but right, right, and and that's like you've got to really love seventies and eighties era players. <laughs> I I I I don't know. I I think you can make an argument for McDavid, and I on my list oh. I would have both Crosby and McDavid above Gretzky, but uh, you and me both. Rudo. Let's do that show. Let's you and me do that show here at some point, <laughs> maybe in the next off season. Here's just an hour of players. We think are better than Gretzky was. Cause it's more than a few. Yeah, right. Right. Wow. <laughs> yes. Rudo. Yes. <laughs> Someday. Love it. It'll happen. Love it. And all the, all the old boomers will be real mad at us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll have us on TSN. Just shaking. Thank you for the $2 vaguely sober who says heart DNVR peeps and fans. It snows here. Oh, he said, stay safe as well. It's actually not that bad today. Yesterday, last night was brutal. This is the wind. <laughs> that wind last night was just cutting through you. Yeah, it was, it was negative 12 before the wind chill. So I don't even yeah. know what it was after the wind chill. My uh, is negative two right now. All right, we're gonna we're gonna enter the speculation zone here a little bit Ooh. with this next question. Uh, it's a two-parter. One, how much do you think JTC can get on the open market, and could he take a discount to stay? And two, how much do you think Erod is gonna take to get locked down? Repeat the first part of that again about JT. I'm sorry. How much do you think JT Comfort can get in free agency and could he potentially take a discount to stay in Colorado? Megan, you want to start on this one? No. No, not really. (laughs) Uh, No, because I'm not good with numbers. Like knowing how to value players, I think he will get more than he has had in his last contract. 
here's the thing is, I don't think we need to get into specific numbers here. The number people want to hear is can Colorado afford that number or not? And so, my answer right now is probably not. I, so, no, sorry. No, 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 you're good. If, if you're going on market value, market value, I agree with both of you guys. Um, I, I, I think it's what north of five. It, it, it's the prototype of a player that gets overpaid in free agency every right, single right. year. F- five and a half to six, especially because, like, look, let's just be honest. AJ wanted us to hype up JT Confer a little bit. I think is a joke. But like he, he's had a great start to the season. Mm-hmm. He, he's really been put into a spotlight uh, with all the injuries, and has he? Like blown it out of the water. No, but I think he's held serve with expectations. He's contributed enough. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's a sixteen point guy already. Um, Forty point place, a guy that can play all over your lineup is still just young enough that you could, you know, similar to what Seattle did with Andre Burakovsky. Right, and and I think it's the versatility of him, Rudo, that is is so attractive that he can he can moonlight in your top six you can even milk a game or two out of him on a top line uh you know he he can't stay there extended but i mean like you can get quality minutes out of him playing against really top end competition or he can flex all the way to the bottom of your lineup and provide you like a really solid checking energy shutdown role um i have a just a feeling to me, he profiles the type of guy that he's going to understand his fit. He's going to understand that there's value in being here. Uh, I actually do think this is purely speculative. I've not heard this from anyone. Uh, I think JT Comfort actually becomes the abs version of Andre Palat, where maybe he stays here for a little bit less longer than you would normally think because he, he knows that if I do a two, three-year deal with this group, I'm probably going to have two or three more good years where I can maybe win another Stanley Cup and then right as I'm getting close to 30, go sign a free agent deal and and bounce out of here um, with a couple cups under my belt and, uh, you know, a longer track record of solid play. That's my guess. But that's purely a guess. I think looking at how coveted this type of player is, even just seeing a college free agent like Ben Myers garner the attention that he did when the Avs sought him out. And he's not even a developed player yet. This is kind of what JT Confer is a developed version of that. And he's reliable and he has a proven track record doing just that. The flexibility you talked about, I think will be highly coveted by teams. And for that reason, I think that he is going to get offered a significantly higher offer that I don't think the Avs can afford. And he strikes me as someone who's very pragmatic. I could see him valuing just looking at longevity in terms of career like wanting to make the most out of the value that he could get elsewhere i could see that happening and it's not just to be contrarian because i'll eat my words like if jt takes a team friendly contract he is so valued here i should put an asterisk by that he's not always valued here i think the fan base ebbs and flows in how they feel about jt i think the organization really values him here yeah I think so too. And I think that's proven in how we see him utilized in the lineup. Sometimes he is given such an elevated role. And I think for a team that's hurting for center depth right now too, they would be keen on keeping him here because they are looking for solutions down the middle presently. And to lose one would definitely be a huge loss. So here's why I'm going to disagree with Jesse's side of this. And it has nothing to do with JT Comfer or the Evs. We never really talked about this, but the other week, Gary Bettman comes out and says, hey, salary cap's yeah. only going to go up a million next year. Yeah. So strapped for cash immediately are lots of hockey teams, to be fair, but the Avs are one of them. Had had the salary cap gone, or if it was projected, if it was still projected to go up with what they were originally saying, whatever that was two months ago, yeah. honestly, I was sitting there, I was like, JT, staying, Devontae, staying, Miko Rantanen, staying whatever rental they go and get this off season or this deadline stay in. And that came out the other day. I was like, Ooh, maybe pick one of those guys. Yeah. Know, like... 
big difference in in yeah. the potential money available there. Now, obviously, that number isn't set in stone either. But if you're talking about picking one of those guys, I think Erod's a better fit than JT Comfer for this team and how it plays right now. I, I get that JT Comfer's the guy that's been here and and does have some of that auxiliary ability to play everywhere. But as far as stylistic hockey, I think Erod is a better fit. Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree with you, but so I was actually, I was talking to someone uh, at skate the other day, Megan, I think you were there. We were talking about Erod and, and someone made the point. They said, here's the one thing to keep in mind. He's very streaky and he's on a really hot streak right now with this abs team and he fits really well. And maybe to your point, Rudolph, maybe he just fits well. And this is just how he's going to play. If that's the case, I agree with you. If you go back to the, you know, streaky kind of spotty um, inconsistency of, of Evan Rodriguez, to me, that's another thing that you can kind of JD Comfer is consistently inconsistent. You know what I mean? Like, you know what you're going to get out of him. You know how much he's going to produce. You know that you'll have to go through these stretches where he maybe doesn't do much, but he makes those stretches shorter and shorter. I think the longer he kind of has stuck here in the, in the abs organization, I guess I didn't even mention Erod when I was talking about it. But um, look, I'll put it this way: if, if you had to pick one, and you ended up with like keeping either one of those guys, way, of, right? Yeah, right. For sure. Thank you for helping me get to the end of that sentence because clearly I couldn't do it. Thank you, <laughs> Megan. Erod or Comfer on the spot? I think Erod is more realistic because of where he's at in his career. I could see him being someone more inclined to plant roots and look for a little bit of what's the word I'm looking for um just like to be able to stay in one place he's he's a family he has kids I'm sure he wouldn't want to pick up and just keep moving and he also has been such a great fit um he came here had a steal of a deal that even if he asks for more it's still probably going to be more affordable than what GT Confer is likely to be offered that I think it is more realistic too all right, AJ's not going to be happy with the results of this podcast at this point. Uh, hey, I said that he was going to stay. I said that he he's he's going to stay. He's going to win another cup, and then he'll go get his big free agent deal in in his age thirty year. I don't think he's going to stay. Is the praise AJ was looking for for JD? Are you kidding? I talked about him. I talked about all the good things he does for like ninety straight seconds. I, I like I how you... like with Blaze's personality. This could be Blaze or a troll, and I wouldn't be able to tell the like, <laughs> It is Blaze. I know it is him, but like, if it wasn't, I would just assume it was him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's something stupid he would say. Blaze is right about everything. He's right about Troll Sudan. He's right about God. <laughs> oh Stop giving Blaze any amount of credit. <laughs> well, you should be giving some credit to Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. You can get it at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it near you. And then when you get home, just plop it down in the snow in your front yard to keep it nice and cold because that's the type of weather we're getting right now. So uh, go look at it. You can go to their website, breckbrew.com. You can get in on the nice list. They're giving away a bunch of stuff that isn't coal like we're giving away on this podcast. So a little bit better things to, to get for Christmas from them. And we're also brought to you by Pins and Aces. If you're looking for a place to put that beer, they got the beer sleeve, goes right in your golf bag, holds seven beers for you when you go out on the golf course. Maybe you're living somewhere warmer than we are, so you can actually go on the golf course right now. They, too, also sell apparel. They sell the golf hats from DNVR, which literally have never heard anyone say isn't the dopest hat ever. Everyone one. loves it. So the white and like black one. Yeah, I love that. With one. the golf logo on it. Twice. I don't really know how to describe it, but it's dope. You can check them out at pinsandaces.com and use code DNVR to get 15% off and free shipping from them. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh got a couple more interesting questions here that we'll go through, but we can open it up to the chat as well if you guys want to uh ask anything that's that's burning on your mind. One, have any of you ice skated or played hockey on a frozen lake? I've never played hockey, but I have ice skated on frozen lakes plenty of times. If you go up into the mountains, you can do that here. 
Evergreen. Yeah. Yep. Nice. It's, a, it's open. It opened two days ago, yeah. but yeah, it's closed today we, because of the weather. But we that's were, where I first played. We were looking into it last night, and we were all making the joke uh, that if Evergreen wasn't open, it was going to be open after today. And yeah, Megan Megan was doing the Lord's work and looking up when it was open and their hours and all that stuff for everyone yesterday. Um, but no, played at Evergreen several times, uh, and then I have a buddy, shout out Zach Rob, who's actually also uh, who will be staying with in Arizona. Um, he His family has some cabins uh, up in uh netherland and they have a little lake that yeah. freezes over and you gotta like shovel your way back in there but um we haven't been in a couple of years because he moved down to arizona but uh yeah no we uh we used to go up there every year and it was uh it was always a ton of fun it would be fun to do i'm sure you've all seen the youtube video of the guys who helicopter in and play up there yeah that stuff's crazy yeah that would yeah. be a blast to me but uh, beyond that, this one's pretty open-ended. I don't know what actually qualifies. Favorite holiday dessert? Do those little Debbie tree cakes count? Like, is that like <laughs> sure? Holiday I'll dessert? allow it because <laughs> <laughs> I do love those. Um, All right, we're gonna. I don't know, just like Christmas cookies. Like, I I don't what call like. Is cheesecake a Christmas dessert, a holiday dessert? Like, yeah, yeah, I think. Because yeah. I also just eat that in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I also just like cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Megan, do you have a Christmas dessert? Nothing yet Christmas specific, but it's not really a dessert, but it is a Christmas drink. It's Coquito. And I am bringing up a bottle to Ooh. share with everyone Let's at the NBR. Huh. When I come home. See, I, I thought that was like a like a mixed drink, but it's just a beverage. It it is kind of a mixed drink, but like you oh. you mix these ingredients together, so it's a oh, bottle okay. that we like made pre mixed. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yes. nice, 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 nice. Sick. Megan's gonna poison us all for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm bringing bottles. everyone a drink. I like get this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We just noticed Megan's pulling out of a different bottle than what she's pouring for yeah, everyone else. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Like, ah, pay no attention to that. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, next question. If you could change, we, we, we get this one asked a lot, but it's, it's good to review it. Pierre Lebrun talked about it a little bit today in, in an article. And if he was GM of the NHL, uh, if you could change one rule aspect of the game, what would it be? I'd get rid of offsides just entirely just because I can't think of any other way you make it. Yeah, no, you're right. Less annoying. I would just eliminate the blue line. My answer is boring and unfun. So I'll let Megan go first. It's one I think we've talked about on here, but I've become much more sold on and it's removing delay of game. I think what could be more realistic to, um, is having like if it's something that occur a team assessed penalty if it occurs more than once in a game but like having a, a an allowance that is granted to a team if it happens once because i feel like if it is being used as a strategy to actually delay the game that it would warrant penalty but other than that i think it happens accidentally 90 percent of the time agree that was actually what i was gonna say uh yeah. but I have another one, which is far more controversial. And I understand, like, let's pretend we're living in a world where injuries just don't happen and it's not a consideration. Because I get that, mm -hmm. like, it would cause injury problems and you can't do this. I would change the posts to be angled in. So, like, if you hit inside yeah. of 50% of the post, it just goes in the net. I, I actually think there'd be a way that you could do that without... I mean, like, you just have to, like, almost kind of do, like, an oval shape. Yeah. Like, kind of, be, like, like rotated a bit. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually I actually don't hate that. And, see, that's my thing with the getting rid of the blue lines. Like, I, like, I just want goals. Like, we, like, everybody wants goals. Everybody wants more offensive zone action. 
and I don't know, I, I, I've thought about like, okay, is it maybe something that like once the puck's into the neutral zone, the blue lines go away so you can't have someone... But then you have all this like technicality, right? Right, which is, which, yeah. which is why I say you you just have to get rid of it because. It may, well, I, I mean, I guess so. You would get rid of offside and bring in a no three line pass. Essentially, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that, that way, could work. I guess that, that could work. That way, is you're like as you're breaking out because that's where I always have an issue with it is you have something that looks like it could be a quick break for a team, and then the one guy has to pull up at the blue line and suddenly it turns into a two-on-two or whatever, where it's like, if you were just to let that guy go, the play's going through the neutral zone, as soon as that puck hits the neutral zone, he's in behind the blue line, cutting to the middle of the ice, and like you'd have some really exciting plays. But like I said, it's then you're still dealing with a review. It's just now you're having to line up two different lines. So that's why I'm just saying like, get rid of it. And what I'd actually like to see is a first step. And they coincidentally just talked about it this week uh, on the 32 thoughts pod from Sportsnet. Get rid of the blue lines in overtime. Start there. Yeah. Get, get rid of the blue well, lines I, for three on three. Someone and see how it goes. Someone tweeted at me that in OT, there should be a, like a backcourt violation. Like you can't go back across the red line the other way. And I think that would help a lot of the slowness. Or, or maybe even put like a clock on that. I played in this tournament once five years ago that had this weird hold the puck behind the net rule. You you had seven seconds to hold the puck going, behind yeah. the net and then you had to advance it. And then once you advance beyond the goal line, it was weird as fuck. Once you advance beyond the goal line, you couldn't go back until possession changed and it was it was a way for them to try to speed up but yeah i I hated it we all hated it but again something like that for overtime like with the cool you can you can hold it behind your own red line for seven seconds or something like that i think that maybe help yeah i mean you know you know how i feel about overtime so Mm -hmm. i won't Go any further into that conversation. <laughs> Rudo's like, take it back to five on five for two minutes and just end it in a tie and make sure everyone feels good after. I mean, the real answer there is <laughs> I want them to play until somebody wins the hockey oh, game. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was unnecessary shit talking. You didn't deserve that. No, I, I, I'm i fine with ties. I definitely deserve that. I just I screw time constraints. All right. If the players have to play. 500 periods and they're exhausted for their next game should have won sucks bro <laughs> too bad uh, uh i don't see any other questions from the chat so any any questions from y'all or any final thoughts and we'll get out of here i think this is inspired by some of the questions that have been sent in and sarah Sivian's article where she gave a gift to each team in the NHL, like what she would gift them for Christmas. But maybe we could just pick one abs player and what we would gift them for Christmas. I'd give Landy a new knee. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Doc already did that. He's rehabbing it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. Um, I would give Eric Johnson a goal. Oh. oh, wow. That's a, that's a very wholesome one. <laughs> Megan? I didn't think... I mean, mine was... I asked a question, but I didn't think about an answer. Okay, no, I know <laughs> what it is. It's for us. An update on Bo and Byram. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because I actually... I saw someone in the replies ask about the update on Byram. And, like, we are asking. We're asking regularly. We're and... just usually getting a no, and so it's not like we report every day. <laughs> right, right, still no update, guys. There's still no update. Maybe that's the next tracker that I'm going to do. Just days since we've gotten a Bowen Byram update and just see how high <laughs> we can tick it. Uh, my only question is, the Avs were asking all the players the other day, uh, favorite Christmas movie? Uh, 
I mean, does Die Hard count? <laughs> I mean, if you want it to, As it's an adult, not a it's Christmas It's the movie, only but... Christmas movie I consistently watch, so. All right, we'll allow it. I mean, anything other than Jim Carrey's Grinch is incorrect, but we'll allow Die Hard as an answer. <laughs> that is a... I like a few. I like Jim Carrey's Grinch. I like Elf, and I don't know if this counts as a Christmas movie, but they do celebrate Christmas in Miracle. There's a little football yeah. scene. Where they're they're playing in the snow. Yeah, Jimmy Carter's speech. Great scene. It's a great right. scene. No, my actual answer is Jenny Nicholson's breakdown of A Christmas Prince on youtube i don't know what that is if you've never seen it is maybe one of the best youtube videos of all time just breaking down everything about how hallmark movies are hilarious and weirdly in depth but also terrible uh oh fuck you just made me lose my train of thought (laughs) it was something about well i'll never remember this or i'll remember it as soon as we get off you said something. Goes. You said something about Hallmark movies on YouTube. Jenny Nicholson on YouTube. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you guys? And it's it's really difficult to find now. Uh, Daniel Tosh, Tosh point oh. Have you guys ever seen him doing? He calls it spoiler alert, and he just retells Human Centipede. He like he got a bunch of his friends together and they watched Human Centipede and he just retells it and it's the same thing where it's twenty minutes and it's just hilarious to listen to him describe and break down this insane movie. Um, it's like one of my favorite videos on the internet. On the rare yes, occasion you can I find it, definitely remember that. I'm Daniel Tosh, like what a millennial concept he was, dude. <laughs> that, that guy was so. Yeah, he, he's unique. <laughs> all right. On that note, we're going to get out of here. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for the hockey game, of course, pregame, watch along, postgame, the usual. If we don't catch you there. Hope you have a happy holidays and all of that stuff. If we do, then we will talk to you then. <laughs>